0345 Let's turn to this case of Anne Sekoulis, the uh, American who is charged with dangerous driving, death by dangerous driving, after hitting uh, reportedly, allegedly, Harry Dunn. Uh, on his motorbike in August 2019. It was reported earlier tonight that she was due to face a UK court via video link, but that seems to be being contested. Simon Marks is LBC's Washington correspondent. Thanks for coming on the programme tonight, Simon. Just take us back to what Anne Sekoulas is charged with and then tell us why the confusion. Evening. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. She's charged uh, with dangerous driving in relation to the death of Harry Dunn, that teenager who was on a uh, motorbike uh, when a road crash occurred outside uh, a U.S. military base at RAF Crowton in Northamptonshire. It took place on August the 27th, 2019. And uh, listeners will remember that Anne Coolis, the wife of an American uh, diplomat, uh, fled the U.K. rather than waited uh, to uh, assist police in their inquiries. And ever since that point, there's been this standoff between British authorities who want to pursue charges against her and Anne Coolis, who is now... Now back in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, the Prime Minister earlier this year suggested to President Biden that perhaps there was a way that testimony could be taken over a video link. And we learned today from the Crown Prosecution Service that the die is cast for that to happen. There's supposed to be uh, a hearing, a, a trial that will get underway at Westminster Magistrates Court next month. Uh, and Anne Sekoulis, according to the Crown Prosecution Service on January January the 18th would appear via video link uh, from the United States and uh, participate in that proceeding. And indeed, in the past, uh, Ms. Sekoulis's lawyers have indicated that she would be willing to pay compensatory damages or possibly even engage in some kind of community service as a result uh, of any kind of trials outcome, provided she could do all of that in the United States. So that was the announcement today by the Crown Prosecution Service. However, tonight I'm being told by lawyers for Anne Sekoulis, uh, and this is a direct quote, that while we have always been willing to discuss a virtual hearing, there is no agreement at this time. In other words, they're absolutely pushing back against the notion that there is going to be some kind of a uh, legal proceeding in the middle of January uh, in which she is going to participate, at least there's no deal, they say, for that to occur at the moment, which raises questions about some things, uh, some of the things that uh, the spokesman for Harry Dunn's family was saying earlier in the day. Here's Rad Seiger appearing on LBC uh, during Matt Fry's programme, sitting in for Eddie Mayer tonight. It's an unprecedented um, development, never ever happened before. She will be in court um, under our jurisdiction and the, the point is that, you know, the crash happened here under our laws and all we ever wanted was for her to, 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 to face charges here. And she's entitled to a fair hearing, which we absolutely respect. But our position has been that, you know, the U.S. government sought to deny Harry's family justice when they recalled her after the crash. And he seemed pretty convinced that there was now an opportunity for justice to be done. But that statement tonight by Anne Sekoulis's lawyers pushing back on the notion that any kind of an agreement has uh, been struck. And when you think about it, I mean, the legal precedent that this would create, Tom, I mean, mm. if you can put someone on trial virtually uh, over video link, I mean, why would you necessarily have to bother, for example, to execute? 
extradite Julian Assange to face trial in the United States when maybe you could do all of that mm. by video link. So, I mean, I'm no lawyer, but the precedent this would set would seem to be uh, pretty extraordinary from a legal perspective. Very interesting, isn't it? And as you say, contested at the moment. Um, Simon, thank just before I let you go, can mm. I ask you about, about Omicron um, in the United States and and how it's being received and what, if anything, Joe Biden is asking states and uh, US uh, public to do? Omicron, Tom? W w what's Omicron? It's a... <laughs> It's an anagram of moronic. I'm the last told. thing that we heard from Joe Biden about Omicron uh, was on Thursday of last week. Take a listen. We're going to get through this. We're going to make it through this. And uh, we're going to be okay, in my view. And that's pretty much been everything that we've heard about Omicron from the Biden administration. There was a White House press briefing today. It lasted 35 minutes. The uh, word Omicron did not crop up until the 27th minute. During the course of that briefing, uh, the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, did concede uh, that the booster program, which uh, President Biden was uh, pushing in that appearance last Thursday, is not going as well as they had hoped. We've seen an uptick recently. It's not, as you said, nearly where it needs to be in terms of everybody eligible getting a booster shot. And we know that that can be protective in, uh, against Delta, which is still the predominant variant here. But also we're seeing increased, it would be increased protection against Omicron, even as we learn more. They are learning more, Tom. They're not announcing any new restrictions here. There is no plan B. I mean, this is a country that barely had a plan A to deal with COVID-19. We are on the uh, the cusp of uh, the holiday travel season here. Mm. Uh, no restrictions, no new face mask guidelines, absolutely nothing. It remains at the moment a total free-for-all. How does the Biden administration justify that? On what I, medical evidence do they justify that? I have absolutely no idea. Um, the last uh, briefing that we had by the president's COVID-19 team was on Friday. Uh, they insisted that they need to carry on pouring over data. Uh, they keep being asked why on earth there's a travel ban in place against South Africa, but not against the UK or Belgium or the Netherlands. Mm. They don't really have an answer to that, except that they want to lift the travel ban against South Africa uh, as soon as they possibly can. I mean, we have seen a pattern in this regard. The US is always two to three weeks behind the UK in terms of each of these waves. But I mean, the other point to make is just looking at the numbers yesterday, Yesterday, nearly 1,300 people died in the United States yesterday of COVID-19, the Delta variant, which is clogging up intensive care units here. There were 119,000 new cases of infection across the United States. This is a country that is on a weekly basis losing more than 9,000 lives to COVID-19. And the country has become completely inured to it. You know, remember in the old days, President Biden used to reach into that pocket and pull out the card and he'd have the numbers at his disposal uh, and he'd talk about it extensively. We haven't seen him do that for weeks. Uh, it's just not currently. Omicron is absolutely not in the public consciousness here. Interesting. Simon, great to speak to you as always. Thank you very much indeed. Simon Marks, LBC's US Washington-based correspondent.